Welcome to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Are you a woman experiencing life transitions and who wants to be recognized for your whole potential? Join me and my co-host, Dr. Pat, as we discuss what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself as we both have done. This hour is packed with tips and stories on what it means to become whole, to integrate into your true self and reframe your story in any given situation. Stay with us on this journey of self-discovery, powerful solutions, and unpacking the nature of who we are and why. You've already nailed your first step to your best self by tuning into this show. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Yep, that is it. We have got a great, great show for all of you today. Uh, This is Nailed It Radio. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to share this microphone with Carrie Nail. And this is where we look at finding simplicity within your complexity. One of the topics today that Carrie is taking on, it's so very important. I I can't even emphasize right now how important this is, this conversation is. Um, Why? Because you'll hear during the show how we are so unaware, but yet so tested right now in how we react to things. And it doesn't matter. It could be a test at a line in a gas station store, or maybe you're driving down the street and all of a sudden you realize there's construction. Maybe that's the thing that puts you over the edge. Or it could be somebody in your family wants some kind of change in the way things are done. And that puts you into a ballistic state. Today, it's about the power of your reactions, the power of our reactions. Carrie, Hi, Dr. Big, Pat. Big How one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is such a big one. Um, it's not like we haven't had times in our lives where things have happened, right? Mm-hmm. But there is something that is happening today that is affecting us at so many levels. You know, usually we have something that happens to us personally. Mm-hmm. And, and there we are. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's us personally in the workplace. Then maybe it's us personally, the workplace, and maybe our family unit. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it's us personally, the workplace, our family unit, and maybe something going on in the local government. Mm -hmm. But now we got it all. Yes. Yeah, we sure do. So when we talk about reaction, a lot of folks may think, yeah, I know what they're talking about. But there's a difference between reaction and response. And I think we should start chit-chatting about that a little bit, Mm -hmm. just to set the stage for what you are going to help people with today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the focus is what um, the difference between reacting and responding and how to go from reacting to responding. Um, And so when I talk about how to go from reacting to responding, it's about creating space. And I'd like to share one of my favorite um, uh, quotes by Peter Frankel. It says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. 
And that's what I want to talk about is how do you go from that reaction to response? So reaction, especially for someone, I'll use myself as an example. I have extroverted energy and I'm an in the moment kind of person. So when I have a, um, a sense, a perceived injustice to me, whatever, however small or big it may be, it comes out. It comes out in words, it comes out in my body language, um, and it can come out harshly too and, and, and kind of push the other person back. And then they react according to how I'm reacting. And so, and even if it's someone that doesn't use words to react, their body language also shows how they're reacting as well. And then it's how do you, how do you calm that reaction down? How do you perhaps not react out loud? How do you respond in a confident and compassionate way so you're heard, so that it's coming out positively in a positive response to the other person so that they can respond or even react back to you in a positive way. And I, I think that what we're talking about when Frank when Frankel made that that statement, and he he has made you know, Victor Frankel has made many statements and has written about this. And people have asked me recently because I quoted him, and you know he has been one of my strongest mentors along the way for me. And they ask me why, Pat. I mean, what is it about this guy that you are so drawn to? And then, I, of course, I buy them a copy of his. <laughs> I buy them a copy of *Man's Man's Search for Meaning* because that was given to me. You know, that is a book that was given to me at some point in my life, where somebody was looking at me and my behavior as somebody in my 30s, and obviously felt I could benefit from this book. Lo and behold, that is true. That is an absolute true statement. But the purpose of him writing about this was to demonstrate that Carrie, even in the most horrific, and I can't even imagine being this guy in a concentration camp in Germany. I mean, I, 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 I as much as I'd like to say, I feel you, Victor, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. And then what he did to explore and define and give us options. That is the backdrop for today's show, isn't it? Options, absolutely. Because when we can um, calm our reaction down, then we have options to how we want to respond. It's, we have choices. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, let's talk about this because even if we're looking at the words we say, there's mm. more than that. There's our body language. There's the way that we move. But then we're all different people. You and I, let's have a conversation about response and reaction, introvert, extrovert, sensing, intuition, perceptive. Let's have a conversation about that because one size doesn't fit all. And my response as an introvert, uh, and I'll tell you, I have gotten this all my life. You know, I, I am one of very few words a lot of the time. Mm 
if you ask me a question, sometimes I'll give you a longer story. But generally, if I don't need to say anything, I don't. And that seems unapproachable. That seems like a response or reaction. Mm-hmm. Because someone's waiting for you to jump up and down and pull out the balloons. And you're like, yeah, okay. And then you walk away. Mm-hmm. How does this all fit in to the conversation about how we say things, what we say, and what happens when we can't take it back? Well, um, so even so, even as an introvert, if you don't say anything, and perhaps um, you react inward in your body, that can come across as maybe not caring, maybe not interested, maybe uh, uh, dismissive, whatever. And, and to the other person that, you know, it doesn't feel good either, much like me expressing <laughs> my reaction in, in maybe loud or harsh words. Um, so again, just, um, taking that time to, um, breathe, (laughs) that's the next step is, is, is to stop and and take some deep breaths, not just do one, two, three, four, five, breathe and, and still have a reaction and still yell at your kids or whatever. It's just taking that really deep belly in breath. Um, count to four, breathe in, count to four, breathe out, count to six, breathe in, belly out, breathe out, belly in. Um, even using mantras. Um, one, one of my favorites comes from the heart of, of the Anatomy of Peace book. Uh, breathe in, heart at peace, breathe out, heart at war. Um, and just the, the vagus nerve in our brain, just doing those deep belly breaths trigger the vagus nerve in our brain and immediately starts to calm us down. And then we're not in that fight or flight feeling of anxiety. We can go, okay, what, what is happening right here? Am I really being accosted? Some people, you know what? I just had a client that told me about how he was accosted at his favorite restaurant last weekend. Wow. He used these techniques to keep himself calm, to keep the situation calm. And they were applauded afterwards for their calmness and be able were able to diffuse the situation. So um well, yeah. you know, I mean, what we're talking about, and I love how you started out with Frankel and talking about that quote. And so how powerful is this? So let's just have a chat about this for a minute. Well, Frankel, before being sent to concentration camp, mm-hmm. was canvassed by the city of Vienna because of, believe it or not, the extraordinarily high number of suicides in teens. Mm. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole story why that is, because I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think anybody knows why teens in Vienna in 1931 were committing suicide. Mm-hmm. But he came in and this program, which then became stronger in the quote that you represented, right? Mm-hmm. It became a stronger body of work after he had to practice 
his own program in a concentration camp. So how powerful is what we're talking about today? Well, think about this. The results of that study in 1931, after the program, after what you are talking about today, Carrie, after everything we're talking about, not a single Viennese student died by suicide. Hmm. So we're talking about tools we're talking about ways every one of us can make this change. And that's why the show is so powerful. I want to ask you this question. How many people have you worked with? How many situations have you been in? And me as a, like a quadruple Sagittarian, I can't tell you how many times where you open your mouth and out comes a thing. <laughs> how many times have you opened your mouth and have said things like, that's it. I'm done with this relationship. And you really, okay. And so what is, what is somebody going to do with that? Isn't that one of the ways we express this lack of pause in our reactions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, the first thing that comes into our mind comes out of our mouth sometimes. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, um, Sometimes it's an unexpressed need. Ooh, not yeah. that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to dig into that. Because what happens, right? What happens to these pent-up unexpressed, unexpressed needs? Like, who knows how many of those you have now bottled in? And what about taking that breath <laughs> can stop you from literally annihilating any future in a relationship you ever thought you were going to have. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Nailed It Radio. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. So how do you value your self-worth? Join Dr. Pat and Sabrina Wright as they introduce Sabrina's holistic approach to self-care and inner peace. Get empowered to make decisions for yourself. Change your view of your own value and learn the tools for investing in who you're designed to be. Live the good life every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on The Dr. Pat Show featuring Sabrina Wright. To learn more, visit sabrinaiswright.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. 
The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known Light Body Whisperer, Grace Home. She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegehome.com. That's gracegehome.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Benny, what's that song? Benny, what's the song that uh, everything you want? Is that like a little old school song? Like everything you want has the same vibe as that? Um, Ooh, why that's... do I think about that? Because here's what we're talking about. Carrie, before we get going, uh, let's just talk about you for a minute. And let's just talk about the essence of your coaching program and how what we're talking about manifests in what you coach other people to be aware of how to make these changes. How can people find out about you and the work that you do to help people show up, you know, in a way that doesn't get them in trouble? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. So you can send me an email at Carrie, well, sorry, Carrie at CarrieNail.com, or you can go to my website, which is CarrieNail.com. And um, I customize my coaching programs to each individual person based on their needs, their issues. And I bring in a lot of this um, how to navigate between reaction and response and, and doing that through breath work and meditation. Yeah. And that is what we're talking about today. Look, um, you and I were just talking about an experience. You know, one of the people you work with, I go through this all the time. Um, you know, we are looking at times where we have to have extraordinary skills. Mm -hmm. And they're extraordinary skills in two ways. I want to talk about this in the relationship to breath work. Um, one is there's this idea that I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And how often do people say that to you? When, they, when you say something that somebody doesn't agree with, their comeback is, well, from now on, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And then you just want to be like, how do you respond to that? Well, one of the answers is not to, but we have to have an immediate tool. If you're in a restaurant and somebody walks up to you because maybe you've got a hat on or maybe you've got a T-shirt on or maybe you've got something on that they're annoyed with, what do you do? Because it's not just you and I talking about this. We have a culture right now that is on the edge of the nail biting of their seat. Mm -hmm. We need these tools. Tell us about the breath work and tell us about what... The, the, the nervous system um, approaches to this where it can literally transform the body's response. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so as I mentioned before, we have, a, it's called the vagus nerve in our brain, and it gets activated when we start taking deep breaths. And so when we feel that reaction, whether it's in our body or we know it's going to come out of our mouth, take that deep breath, count in, breathe in to the count of four, breathe out to the count of six. Make sure when you breathe in, your belly goes out. And when you breathe out, your belly goes in. And just, just let yourself Go with that breath and calm down. And then, okay, how do I want to be? I want to be at a heart at peace rather than a heart at war. I want to respond with confidence and compassion. I may decide to not say anything in that moment, but if I don't express a need, then it's I'm still going to blow up later on. <laughs> Yeah. to come out in a different way. So this gives just calming yourself down to be present into being aware of what's happening, what's going on in your body, what's going on with the other people around you to, to just calm yourself down to either respond confidently and compassionately or to be quiet if it needs us to be still. Sometimes we need to be still. Sometimes we need to walk away to even calm down enough to go, you know what? I need to go for a walk. I feel all this energy about ready to come out of me. And I need to go for a walk and expend that energy and keep breathing. And then it's like, okay, I can, I can go back now. And I can think about how I, how and when I want to respond. Mm. You know, I, I think that we don't realize that there is a nanosecond that determines an act or an action that will be with us for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's like a nanosecond, mm -hmm. right? Where you get to have a warning signal go on that you're about to say something or do something. Mm -hmm. that might be with you for a lifetime. And, you know, and, I, and sometimes it's not quite like that. Sometimes it's fairly benign in, in your mind because we don't understand the implication. We don't understand what happens. But sometimes, Carrie, we don't think we have options. And I think that's what today's show is about, is to really say to folks, we do have options and nobody else can control these options when we're talking about reaction. Exactly. And sometimes we, we can come up with the options ourselves after we've taken the time to breathe and calm down and maybe go for a walk. And sometimes we don't know what our options are, but we are giving ourselves the space to go find out what those options are. Who can I call? Who can I talk to? What can I read to help me get through this and respond in the way that I want to respond? You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm going through a little physical therapy, right? I, I'm very grateful for the new knee I got because I battled a lifetime, you know, as an athlete, sports. I mean, imagine playing, you know, high-performance softball and being the catcher. And inevitably, every game, somebody wants to knock you into the backstop. Uh, <laughs> but you love it and you do it. And, you know, I'm sitting there and you're hearing everything that people tell you 
Mm-hmm. And I had to make a decision. I am not going to listen to any of that. I'm not going to listen to what you think my pain level is going to be. I, I, you have to take a moment. And I want to talk about this aspect of breathing. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're not in an immediate response to somebody, like somebody cuts you off or somebody in a grocery store makes a, something really in your face, mm-hmm. there are other things that we take in in life Mm-hmm. that could have a similar impact. And don't we have to really have the tools for those things too? Because if I'm listening to five people in a five minute period, tell me exactly what I'm going to experience in a month. And I believe that is my reality. Mm-hmm. Chances are that is going to be my reality. <laughs> so we should be able to use this tool in a wide range of situations. Yes. And that's where we can also reframe yeah. process and use that breathing opportunity to reframe from a negative thought to a positive thought. Because, um, so remember, I took my car on yes. the racetrack and yeah. they taught us to use our peripheral vision. And if we look at what we don't want to hit, we're going to hit it. And it's the same thing with when we finally do calm ourselves down. What if, uh, I, I, I have a little mantra that says, breathe gratitude, love. So when I breathe, then I can go, I can start looking at the good things, be the things I'm grateful for, for this situation or this person. And I can ask for what I want. And that's when we talk about unexpressed needs, asking for what you want versus what you don't want. Well, what if I don't know what I want? Well, if you know what you don't want, what's the opposite of that? Yeah. Go for that. But if you keep asking for what you don't want, guess what? You're going to get what you don't want. (laughs) Yeah. And there's something else I want to talk about when we come back from break. It's this position where we've become afraid to make a decision. You know, let's say you have somebody in your life or you know somebody and you ask, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do this? You want to do that? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? So decision making, decision making when it comes to want and desire, this is another place where there's something underneath the surface that we need to get a hold of. You know, are we afraid to make a mistake about stating what we want? Are we afraid that if we make that statement about what what we want, what our desire is, that somebody may not agree with us, that we may not get that? You know, is it better to stay silent? And then where does that pent up resentment go? (laughs) Where does that go? So when we come back, are you ready to reframe? Are we ready to reframe? from negative to positive thoughts. And you know, I love this negative to positive. There's no boundary or no metric on what negative and positive are. The way I look at it is a negative thought is that thing that keeps you stuck in a place you really don't wanna be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like a bad word or it doesn't have to be this uh, like dark thing. No, it could simply be something, something inside you that is just crushing your forward movement. When we come back, Carrie's going to walk us through how to do the reframing and how powerful that is. Carrie Nail, we'll take a short break. Everybody, we'll be right back. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's Angel Messages, the number two, the letter U.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Joining Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You are listening to, as I mentioned before, Nailed It Radio with Carrie Nail, and I'm Dr. Pat. I get to share this microphone with Carrie. Today, it's the power of your reactions. We're talking about what is a reaction and what happens when we are on the verge of either saying or doing or our body is reacting in a way that, boy, we wish five minutes later that we could take back. Well, one of the things, Carrie, that you're going to talk about and that people should know, they can go to your website, Carrie, K-E-R-I, nail, N-A-I-L dot com, and you'll be able to see what Carrie does to work with people to help folks. Now, why is this important? It is important because we're going to talk about reframing now from negative to positive thoughts. We're going to talk about this. But this idea of negative is so misrepresented, Carrie. So we think negative, we say, oh, no, I'm not negative, I'm optimistic. But my version of negative for somebody like me who is generally optimistic, that's just my nature. Mm -hmm. I have to look at what 
Pat, are you not doing Mm -hmm. that you would really like to do or that you know you should do because you have a responsibility, but somehow you're just not getting there? What is going on in my mind? You know, even though I'm not saying it, what might be underneath there? What do I need to reframe for that thing? And this is what we're talking about. Reframing isn't that one of the most powerful tools you teach people. Mm -hmm. So there's actually a four to one ratio of negative to positive emotion words in the English language. And our brain is already wired in some of that negativity. And so like um, the, um, there's another term neuroplasticity. Oh my God. I love that term. So if we start telling our brains, ourselves, if we start telling ourselves using positive words, positive images, um, having a positive mindset, um, we can rewire our brain to be positive, to be more positive. And that requires us to spend time creating a habit of doing that. Yeah. I want to tell you this. So, you know, I work with a bunch of coaches and, you know, I learned so much from you, oh, you all, right? Almost every time you and I talk, I learn something and then I've got to implement it because I'm not one of these people to like, oh, Carrie, that's a good idea, Carrie, but like, how do I implement it? Okay. Right. And so that's why I'm a work in progress because I'm always reminded of some little spot People call them blind spots, but I don't, I'm not sure that they're blind spots. I mean, I know where my potholes are in my psyche and my body. I know where my potholes are. But one of the things I love about what you just said is you're right. There's so many negative imagery and words that we could choose. We almost have to really look for that one in four. Mm-hmm. But let's say we found it. And let's say that became our go-to. Look. I am so in need of this. I have a device called a brain tap. It's one of the most powerful. If you're going to buy a toy and people say, I need something, this would be it. But you don't need to do that if you learn some tools. Let's talk about reframing and let's go through a few examples of it. You know, you and I were talking about your car Mm -hmm. during this. I was telling you about my motorcycle days of Harley Davidson, and I would win all the gold medals. Can you imagine me? And and I was really little back then when I was riding a Harley, like you in your car, right? Here we are. People must look at us like, what are these two doing, right? (laughs) She, that Carrie, she should be on the racetrack. What is she doing? I think even call us the badass. Yeah, which we are. And Somebody said something to me in my first race. They said, big Harley guy, said to me, big leather jacket. I want a leather jacket. He said, you're a girl. Ain't no way you're going to win this race because you all are just slow. So it's a race. You win by being the slowest person up the hill. So he says to me, and he plants the seed, which sounds negative, right? Like, you ain't going to make it. This is, you, this, you, you girls are so slow. You're afraid to hit the pedal. You're always on the brake. You're never going to win the race. 
But the idea to win the race by being the slowest person up there is to perfect the art of hitting the brake exactly when you need to and balancing your bike. Because this was my early days and I'm riding a giant bike and do you know, I never forget, that got so implanted, but not in a negative way for me. Mm-hmm. Now, for him, he said, if you win the, if you win the race, little girl, <laughs> if you win the race, little girl, I'm going to give you my leather jacket. <laughs> At the end of the race, I walked up to him and I said, I'm collecting, dude. <laughs> but this is how we can reframe. Even when somebody comes at us with the craziest of stuff, I'm sure you and I fit in the boat with people absolutely telling us we shouldn't be able to do and can't do something, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do with that, Carrie? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I um, I had a really, I had a good experience of, on my driving my Mustang. I remember that the, the um, instructor he started saying something about the difference between men and women drivers. And I'm like, Oh, okay, here it comes. (laughs) And he said, women have more finesse. And he goes, they win the race or they do the best on this technical race course because they have more finesse. They've learned as women to have more finesse. And so that the men needed to be taught more how to drive their car with finesse. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I can, I can, I'm all right with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, when somebody, I know when somebody tells me I can't do something, well, by golly, I am going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Um, but we also have to remember to tell ourselves, use positive language with ourselves. So my, my biggest mantra is confidence and compassion. So when I breathe and calm myself down, I can say what I need to say with confidence. And a lot of times with women, confidence means being the B word that rhymes with witchy, or compassionate means throwing yourself under the bus and not speaking up at all and and suppressing or be nice. Well, it's both. We can yes. be confident yes. without being the be witchy word. And we can be compassionate without throwing ourselves under the bus. Yeah. We can, we can, in order. We're actually to- masterful at it. If you really want to know as, as women, in a sense, we're masterful, but I think our greatest challenge is learning that it's okay to be masterful at it. Mm-hmm right not be an anomaly yes that we you can you can get in there and somebody tell you you know women have more finesse and you get in that car and it turns out to be true but so does the other Mm -hmm. it's it's as if we decide to pick one or the other but you know i really do we believe we can have it all carrie i really do believe that and both it doesn't have to be or right or wrong it's and and both I got to tell you, they almost banned me from those Harley races after a while. And, you know, and I, and I wondered why, because you go to these rallies and it's a party. It took me, they would finish the race up the hill and it took me 
at least a half hour to get up a hill that most people took 10 minutes. And they're, they had to wait for me to get up the hill and they're yelling at you and they're saying, everybody else finished, just get up the hill. But you know, there's a part of focus that we have when we reframe, and I would like you to talk to this. When we reframe something, it's as if we're in a zone. Mm -hmm. We can reframe from positive to negative too, mm -hmm. but we're in the zone and that zone is almost a sanctuary mm -hmm. for positive forward movement isn't it mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's where meditation comes into play not only breathing breathing is the easiest i mean if and i wanted to talk about habits and accountability yes. yeah let's do it we can we can um build in two minutes three times a day of deep breathing which helps us reset ourselves from this to that you know after after you and i are done here i'm going to do some two minutes of deep breathing to get ready for my next you know what i'm going to do next um and so those are simple and easy ways and just a reminder even some people have to set a timer on their phone to go oh i need to breathe the other thing too is to spend time i try to do a 10 minute morning meditation when I wake up in the morning that uses positive words to help me focus positively on the day. Um, and so just by bringing, taking the time to bring in those positive thoughts, positive um, mindset, it, we, need to, we need to stop and be present with ourselves. My stepmom, uh, which I talk about a lot, Mama Doris, I talk about my stepmom a, uh, a lot. She really left this planet way too soon. Uh, both my mom and my stepmom left the planet way too soon. Sorry. And my mom taught me about unconditional love. That was my mom. You know, she clearly was an empath. My stepmom was different. She was not just an everyday woman. But I've said this, she had a first child at 12 and a second child at 13. And she had to reframe the world over and over again. She was the people call me the queen of positivity. I'm not I can be the prince or princess, but my mama was the queen. It didn't matter how bad things got. It really didn't. It didn't matter when my dad lost his job. And then he'd come home with a case of something that fell off the truck. My dad was a trucker, just fell off the truck. And he'd bring in these banged up cans of, I don't know what, tomato sauce or something. And you'd look at this case and you'd look at the banged up cans. And all my stepmom would see is, wow, we're gonna have spaghetti for the next two weeks, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. But see, that's what I want to talk about is how we need to bring reframing into the everyday moments of our lives. And isn't that now let's move on to this because over and over and over again, hearing her do that. And even as kids, we're looking at the situation like, you got to be kidding me. But we learn through the habits and also through vicarious learning, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Role models, too. Oh, boy. 
think about people who who you aspire to have um, similar qualities, right? What do they do? Just paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also bringing in, I mentioned earlier, just being grateful. Oh my gosh. And what one of the, another thing I like to say is when obstacles occur, instead of looking at them as obstacles, looking at them as opportunities to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, again, it, for me, it takes a lot of space, a lot of breathing, a lot of meditation to, um, to get there. Um, but, but you can, and it's, it's, that's where we go from reacting to responding. Let's talk about the work that you do. And certainly I'm not kidding. I'm a work in progress, but I have, I have changed more habits from habits that will literally not get me to where I want to go to habits that will, I don't even want to talk about them. There's so many, but can you talk about how we build a framework to make that kind of change in habits and what degree accountability has to do with anything. Because to be honest with you, it wasn't until I got a whole bunch of coaches and I work with a whole bunch of people, even today about my health, everything that I start to see the accountability work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the ideal is to be accountable to yourself. I'm, I'm a work in progress, Carrie. I'm working on it. Everybody is a work in progress on that. And sometimes it's okay to ask for help. And that's usually where I come in because when people sign up with me to help them get through whatever they're going through, whether it's um, creating more art as an artist, whether it's creating um more boundaries. If you're a naturally boundaryless person, um, usually I find naturally boundaryless people. They want to put in all these boundaries. They come to me and it's like I want to do all of this. I'm like, you know, are are you sure you're going to be able to do all that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. okay, okay. And then they come back to me. Oh, I failed. Well, no, you didn't. Look at what you did right here. The yeah. fact that you even came to me and said, hey, I need help. <laughs> That's an accomplishment right there. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, talk about this because I uh, just got a question that came in. Um, I'm going to ask the. I'm going to ask you the question exactly the way it came in. And yes, I will keep your name anonymous. No problem with that. Uh, what do you do when you're around control freaks? How does a control freak change? How does a control freak change? Now, let me just say this. If you are, thank you, Anonymous, for sending that in. If you are what you're calling yourself the control freak, thing one is let's not say that. But there are reasons that people in this world have more control and need more control with their environment than others. There's a lot of reasons. Today's show is not about that. But obviously, you have somebody in your life that has to do with not being able to change on a dime. Mm. Look, I am a type of person because I, people say it's my horoscope, but I can change on a dime in most things. You're naturally open-ended, flexible, adaptable, go with the flow. But that doesn't mean I'm better than somebody else because the, the downside of that is if you're in an environment like mine, 
all I need to do is walk in and walk into the production room to either Jacob, Olivia, or Jessica and say, oh my God, I got a great idea. And they're like, uh, where is that going to go in the priority list? Mm -hmm. But let's talk about control because control is something we don't talk about. And we always talk about it as negative. Well, I'm a control person. I sometimes can refer to myself as a control freak, or at least if I don't, others do. <laughs> <laughs> We should call this true confessions. (laughs) And uh, because I'm a naturally boundary person and I like to have things decided. I like to mark them off my checklist and move on. And I've had to learn to create space for myself. Oh boy. And that's what it comes down to for, for someone like me who's built like me is I, I have to build in space into my day, into my projects, mm-hmm. into the breathing, the meditating. That's like, that's mm-hmm. it. That way, when a surprise or last minute or spontaneity pops up, I have the room and space mm-hmm. to go, oh, let me see. Mm-hmm. Can I, if it's an emergency, I got to deal with it right away. I can't. In fact, yesterday, I had the sniffles and I was starting to get a dry throat and I was feeling tired and um, I was giving myself permission yesterday to have an open day to, to be able to come and be with you today. And I wasn't sure I was supposed to go get some personal services done. And I'm like, I knew I could drive to the Mayo Clinic in five minutes, get that nasal swab done. I got my results back last night. Yeah, I don't have it. And so I can go on with my day. I can go ahead and interact with people yeah. and get stuff done. But if I had, if I had scheduled my day and wouldn't have been able to have had the space to go do that, you know, what, what decisions would I have made? And, you know, this is to part of the conversation, a follow-up question just came in, and maybe this is a topic we can talk about as we move forward. Um, And the question is, a follow-up question, what if I'm around someone that reacts, 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 and I'm I'm an empath, and I pick up on that energy, I don't know what to do. Wow, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, You know what I've done? Um. I had somebody call me, a good friend, uh, last year and said, coach me out of committing suicide. And uh, it took my breath away. And so I'm like, well, if that took my breath away, I need to start breathing. <laughs> and I started breathing, doing mm-hmm. my breath work, which I just started learning about and Im- implementing myself. And I just said, breathe with me. Just please breathe with me. And let's breathe in my, one of my things is breathe in the rainbow. I love colors. Breathe in the colors of the rainbow. Breathe out all that black, hard, chunky, whatever is in you that's making you feel like this. Let's just keep breathing in and breathing out. And we were both able to be calm enough to go, okay, we can... We can move forward. It's okay. It's just a moment in time. And tomorrow's another day. And we can go to sleep tonight. 
and be calm about it yeah. and wake up the next day and think about the the positive things even though there were so many negative things happening there were many many positive things and to keep that perspective just yeah. keep just being in the moment to breathe breathe in all that goodness yeah and that's why, Carrie, what we're talking about today and, you know, what you have made your commitment to do in life, you know, your purpose and passion, creating a coaching platform that literally helps people achieve success. But even more importantly, understand the things that get in the way from an accelerated pathway to that. And, you know, I think about this today and I think about the work you do and what we've shared today it is so critically important in the day and age we live in because at a subconscious level, we are literally bottling up so much and we're holding our breath. You know that movie, Waiting to Exhale? That's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I find myself when I am struggling to pull myself together and I just feel like, ah, and then I remember to breathe. Yeah. And as soon as I take that breath, I'm like, yeah. oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, thank you for today. Personal message. And please tell us how we can work with you. And, you know, then perhaps maybe I won't go 10 rounds trying to peel a hard boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> personal message today is just remember our positive messages to ourselves ripples out to everybody else. So be kind to yourself. You have to be kind to yourself first. Remember to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then it'll ripple out to everybody else. You can contact me at carrynail.com. This is my website, or my email is carrie at carrynail.com. And I'm okay. so happy to have, this is my second show with you. So thank you so much for for having me today there's so much more there's so much more to come and i must admit the hard-boiled egg literally won out in that bout carrie neil i'm dr pat everyone we've got another hour coming up carrie i can't wait till next time i can't <laughs> wait to what we talk about next time maybe it will be about the hard-boiled egg but that is a true thing and you know the minute that i started to read and get prepped for our show I had to laugh. I just had to laugh for a moment. <laughs> I just had to laugh. Carrie Nail, everybody, Nailed It Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, the Dr. Pat Show, and much more. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with another hour. Carrie Nailed It. <laughs> You've nailed it. Thank you for listening to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail, and my co-host, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm at my best when I'm helping others be their best. Tune in next time for more tips and stories on what it means to become whole and integrate into your true self. To subscribe to this show and get more information about how I can help you be your best, visit CarrieNail.com.